that. <laughs> Hello. So, a lot has happened in personal lives. Um, <laughs> but that's not what we're here for. We're here to play D&D. And I'm here to make my players cry by rolling dice and stuff. We're here to shut off our real world problems and revel in our fake world problems. Yes, you take your problems and all your sadness and, and, and put anger it somewhere and, you, else. You, and put it somewhere <laughs> else and like push it deep down and put a cork in it and then wax seal it and then throw it somewhere else. <laughs> that, so don't do that. Like that's a bottle not, of makers, but that's right. not healthy. Don't do that. Last time we did not have our Yarkris because he was a sleepy boy. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> the party was very rudely assaulted by a snowstorm, and Victor took some pride damage because of it. And once they made it back to the inn, Clara then told the party that she knew what Mirabelle was trying to do with Oral, but not why, and that she couldn't leave Luskin yet, and not just yet. Uh, she's told them her plan of how to renovate the oral religion and promised to write to them when she had all of the children sorted out and where they belonged and if they wanted to go home. Uh, the party then got the fuck out of Dodge because they were like, not our circuit, not our monkeys, not our circus, out of here, um, and teleported to Neverwinter. Uh, where they met back up with Soteria's family and Vittorio, who told them that if they wanted more information on the Red Wizards, to find an old friend of his named Zhang Shi, who lives in the mountains north of Waterdeep. And then y'all went searching for Cabal's Ruin, and the only lead you could manage to get was that there was an odd shop that seemed to pop up out of nowhere and had lost items. When you guys went to the location where the man in the tavern said that it was, it wasn't there. And Trayvok found a door down the alley and he knocked on it and the guy was like, the fuck are you doing? We're closed. Come back tomorrow and use the front door, you fucking weirdo. So. Oh, and importantly, we importantly, we realized <laughs> that it may not be the shop that we were looking for. Was the other lesson. That we yeah, because it was a pottery shop. Because Octa was like, I'm going to be smart and go around the front and see what this place actually is. And it was a pottery shop. So we were bamboozled. Or were we? Who knows? We're about to find out. Yeah. So you all decided that you were going to call it a night because it was late and go back to the Cloudspire Manor. Yep. Let's go back to Cloudspire Manor, everybody. <laughs> I would like, or are we going back for a rest? Like, what time of day is it? It is after dinner, so it's like. Okay. Seven o'clock at night. I'm gonna forgo my long rest for something. Oh. Okay. I'm also gonna forgo my long rest. That is gonna be okay. a level Are of exhaustion. Are we about to have my drinks? About to be a level of exhaustion for two of your party members. I'm going to the church. You're going to the church. Something Havoc has never said before. <laughs> How do I do exhaustion on Beyond? Anyone know? I don't know. Level 1 exhaustion is disadvantage on all ability checks. Okay. Yeah, I'm taking my ass to bed. <clears throat> yeah, Trayvok needs his beauty sleep. 
Okay, so you're trying to find a temple to Bahamut? Yes. Alright, um, give me either a investigation or a perception check. An 11. An 11. On investigation. Okay. So, it takes you a good portion of the night. It takes you a few hours wandering the north end of the city until someone, you know, the a city guard stops you because obviously a dragonborn, some random person out in the middle of the night walking the streets is kind of sus. <laughs> uh, stops you and, you know, asks you what you're doing and you you just tell him I'm looking for I'm looking for the church Bahamut. <laughs> Uh, happen to know where one is. So, um, this guard tells you that Bahamut doesn't really do temples or churches, but there is a small, like, shrine kind of thing for him in <laughs> the lower city, which is, um, down across the river, uh, near where, like, that chasm is, located on the north end of the where's the north uh sorry southwest side of like the chasm i appreciate you sir and i summon my <laughs> mount and start riding towards it right <laughs> <laughs> so the guard sees a drink pop out of nowhere <laughs> he like rubs his eyes oh man i gotta get off the night shift there are some coconuts involved, presumably. <laughs> I love that so much. I fucking hate you. <laughs> Why? We're making it more lively. <laughs> Sound effects! Inspirational crits! Now it's Holy work. <laughs> oh my god. So, yeah. So you make it there, like late into the night we're talking like probably like 3 a.m what in you you because once you get over there uh the southwest southwest area of the chasm is still a big area and as soon as you get through like the gates into like the lower city you realize that this is the poorer part of town this is where like this is very different from where soteria's family lives feels like home. Um, this is the people who live day to day and possibly struggle to survive. And of course you see this huge like chasm that kind of has like a wall built around it to like, you know, keep people from, you know, falling in because it's a giant chasm. But you do manage to find this small little like shrine area to Bahamut because as you know Bahamut doesn't really like he doesn't do big fancy temples or churches he's he's more of a action speak louder than words kind of thing and he doesn't really necessarily need people to like gather in mass to worship him he just wants people to like go fuck up the evil people so you just kind of see this like small uh, statue of Bahamut in his like human avatar form 
surrounded by the several yellow canaries. And uh, there's a couple of candles around it. The, some of them are lit. There's a few offerings of... Yeah, I can't think of what offerings would be to Bahamut right now. Holy symbols of his various handmade trinkets. But yeah, that's what you find. I touch the statue and kneel before it. And I give thanks for another day. And I take ten platinum out and lay it on the altar. As you put your hand on the statue. Oh boy. And you start to pray. <laughs> your head immediately, you immediately feel dizzy. And you kind of get the sense of like almost falling into unconsciousness. But your vision seems to clear. And instead of seeing the slums around you and the statue of Bahamut, you see a bunch of people in a tavern. You're in a tavern. And these are your friends. And you're celebrating in this tavern. And you walk over to a woman and you hold out a tankard. And she looks up at you and gives a half smile and shakes her head. She looks up at you and says, Just water for me. And then you speak. But your voice is a bit different. It's, it's lower. A bit gruffer. And you say, Water. We just destroyed an archlich's phylactery. And you're only drinking water? But like, smiles and shrugs and goes, Yep. She gives you a little of a sly smile. Probably for the next several months. And there is a long pause. And then you hear yourself laugh and you pull her up into a hug. Ah! One more thing to celebrate. And then a man walks up to the two of you as the rest of your of your group turns and looks at the two of you. And a man he this man walks up shaking his head. You never could control the volume of your voice. <laughs> he says he says this as he raises his mug. Might as well announce it, love. And the woman laughs as you set as you set her down and then shrugs and raises her own cup. I'm pregnant. And then your friends erupt in cheers. And this vision fades. And you blink and you are back in the slums. Hand still outstretched touching the statue of Bahamut. That was an interesting vision. <laughs> what the fuck? You also give me give me just a straight intelligence check. That is a 22. Oh, a 22. You can tell from just, like, thinking and from what you saw in your vision based on, like, the architecture of the tavern and the furniture and the clothes that everybody was wearing. This was a very long time ago. Mm -hmm. This wasn't, like, something that's going to happen. This was... And you, personally... You in your soul know that those are your those were your friends, but they didn't look like your friends. They were completely different people that you've never seen before. Tough. Fuck. Okay. Alright, Victor, so what are we doing? We're gonna let we're gonna let Havoc process that for a second. 
What are you doing, Victor? I'm casting a spell. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. Oh no, I wasn't prepared for this. I, I don't have a voice ready. <laughs> no. Uh so <clears throat> How long does this take? Eight hours. Oh, oh my So Victor is up all night writing, basically, these describes as pathways through a gemstone, so I'm imagining he's going to use his signet ring, actually, for this. Oh, okay. And, uh, at the end of it, so, it probably started a little before, like, dusk, basically, or as dusk is hitting, and he finishes his work just as the sun's coming up, and it's been eight hours, so the rest of the group is starting to wake up at this point, and Victor is exhausted but very clearly like just brimming with anticipation god yeah what do i want to do he beckons artemis over to his shoulder and he walks down to go say hello to the group so okay hold on i need a hot minute minute (laughs) that's why i left it there like he's he's joining in as everyone else is waking up too i have guesses and i'm so fucking excited (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Hello. <laughs> okay. So everybody comes down for breakfast. I would say, Yarkris, you probably would have gotten home at like four or five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Ten, ten platinum short, but all right. Fucked, fucked havoc up with that. I don't need it anymore. Mm, am I a reincarnate? <laughs> Did I just vision my parents? What the fuck? How are we doing? How are we doing a Chamber of Secrets? So, you guys go down for breakfast. Um, Yarkris has had like two hours of sleep. He's exhausted. Victor looks very tired. Like a madman. Yeah, like a madman. As he do. But he looks like... (laughs) He looks like he usually does. But like, maybe his eyes actually a little bit twitchy because he hasn't had sleep. Good morning. Is it morning already? Victor actually checks out a window. Yeah, sure is. Mm. Took longer than I expected. You seem excited about something. Victor holds up his hand and you see the signet ring on his right index finger is, it looks like there's writing all throughout it. And he just smiles. I have something I want to show the group. I think they should all be here. Does this place have bean water? Yes, there is bean water. What is bean water? I want bean, uh, um, dark. Victor would know it as coffee. Oh. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Yeah, coffee's a thing, because if I didn't make coffee be a thing, Abby would literally murder me. <laughs> Victor's <laughs> eyes light up and goes, Charlie, Salea! And he runs off to go and try and find them. Oh, God. I did something cool! You're around the corner and Salea's right there with a the big smile on her face, like, really happy. Like, what? What? What do you do? What do you do? <laughs> Victor does the same thing, just holds up his index finger and the ring is like, yeah, the same way I described it. Almost like writing or circuitry throughout it. Wait, did you, did you just show me? I have... I, I Find Charlie. Find Charlie. Charlie! Charlie is still in bed. <laughs> I imagine Charlie sleeps the way that Anna from Frozen sleeps. Dead to the world? Yeah. Wakes up with us in the afro of knotted hair. Victor runs down the hall the of thing. basically where all the people's bedrooms are and just knocks on every door. Well, the kids are... You've woken the kids up. They'll want to see it, too! The parents are... (laughs) Slightly grumpy, a little disheveled, 
just comes out and is like, mm, this better be good. I, I go say... into the kitchen and make everybody coffee. <laughs> yeah, I would say I would say that uh, Kaitriana's probably already in the kitchen. We're making coffee. You look very tired, Yorkus. Are you all right? I had to do something, but yes, I am all right. All right, lots of coffee it is. <clears throat> yes, please. Say so Victor makes it down to the kitchen with whoever would be willing to follow. Yeah, uh, Charlie will make her way down, holding a pie. Holding a pie. What flavor pie are we holding today? I don't know. She she wasn't really feeling what danger they were gonna have, so she let the she let the the randomization happen. Okay, fair. You want to roll for your pie? Actually, since she smells the coffee, she probably would have thought which which pie would go best with coffee. It makes coffee cake instead. Is there butterscotch? I don't think it makes coffee. I don't even know what the options are. To is be there honest. butterscotch? Hold on. What is what is the what is it called? Pie box. Uh, oh, it's not. It's not gonna. I made it up. Boomer. We got cherry, mint chip, uh, rhubarb, lemon meringue, key lime, con, uh, chocolate, apple, blueberry, and peanut butter chocolate. Mm, chocolate. Um, peanut butter chocolate. Peanut butter chocolate. Really yeah. Peanut butter chocolate with coffee. Yes. I'm gonna do just chocolate because she knows that some people weren't fan of nuts last time we did the nut one. So mm. she does just chocolate. Okay, butter. that's necrotic. That seems fair. Peanut butter chocolate would have been forced. All right, so everybody gathers down in the kitchen for breakfast. Yeah, so uh, Zavinas and Marcelina are down there, the two, your younger brother and sister, and then Ivan. Everybody's in the kitchen. Kaitriana's dishing out breakfast and also coffee. And everybody sits down for a nice warm breakfast. And Victor looks crazy. Victor <laughs> has the crazy eyes. I'm half asleep holding my cup. Mm -hmm. Victor kind of looking around, stands up, looks at Artemis, and he uh, holds up his ring, he goes, it's only fitting that a veter veterinary or veterinary family heirloom goes to create a new veterinary. And he touches Artemis and casts Awaken. Wait, what? And the ring, the gem, the gem in the ring disappears. Alright. So you guys see this flash of light as Victor touches his ring to this owl, and the DM questions every single choice she's ever fucking made. Um, uh, it's like, like Talaya is getting like giddy anime eyes. It's like you can almost feel a shift in the multiverse. <laughs> and then Artemis like does that weird like feather ruffle thing where you like gets all big and poofy and then like it goes away. And then I don't even know what this voice might change because I might have to That's fucking workshop it. <laughs> I don't even know what his fucking first words would be. Treat. Oh, yeah. Probably. <laughs> um. Pro yes, you just hear this owl go. Food. <laughs> uh, Victor hands him some of his breakfast. Happy owl noises. And you Good just, morning, like, Artemis. Artemis like looks up at you, like cocks his head. Instant confused owl look. The already wide owl eyes go even wider. The head like tilts 90 degrees. I can talk. Victor just nods and smiles. We need more coffee. So I squeeze like a schoolgirl. <laughs> Artemis like puffs up at that, like, oh, that was very loud and high pitched. <laughs> that Victor one is loud. Done, done it. That made a talking loud. owl. Yeah, Saleya can be pretty loud. 
She's nice, though. Enough. When she's not mad. <laughs> just don't stand uh, within her range. Trayvok is just, like, high in one hand, points with the other hand, and is like, I think you just gave that owl existential dread. <laughs> <laughs> Victor kind of smiles and nods and goes, I think he's intelligent enough to have that now, so I may have just ruined a perfectly good owl. Yeah. Well, <laughs> in, in the amount of time, you've, you've not only, like, he's learned what language is, but also that he can do it. He's also now learned what fear is on an intelligent level. <laughs> oh no, poor Al. I'm confused. Don't don't worry, we'll explain things, but no, we're friends. We're we're a family. A family? Yeah. What is a family? It's like your clutch, except for we stay together longer. Trayvok is basically like, we're like a big group of owls that don't look like owls, and, and we probably won't eat you. At the probably <laughs> Victor that stares daggers me. at you. That one, that one scares me. I will not eat owl. He's nice, he just has a funny sense of humor. I prefer chicken. The big shiny one and I will protect you from anything that might happen, and the others <laughs> will probably also if they're not the thing that's happening. I am not letting anything harm a feather on you. You are fucking adorable. Mm, he's just like, kind of in a constant state of puffed up right now. <laughs> Victor continues giving food. Just don't, don't worry. Like, this is a good thing, I promise. Do you still want me to find the shiny? If you want to, we can use it to get better food for you still. I do like food. <laughs> Trayvok's like, great, and now we've introduced autonomy and consent. That's <laughs> 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 a rough morning. Hey, consent. Or a good morning. Yeah. It is. I look well, down at plate. Do I have sausage? I should have sausage. Yeah, yeah. I hold up sausage. He like tilts his head all the way to the other side. And then I hold up arm with sausage in it. He like looks over, looks up at Victor. You should try it. It's very good. I can eat what the shiny gives me. Yeah, the shiny <laughs> is like, a friend. The owl, like Artemis, just like opens his wings and flies across the table. Like the kids go, the kids go absolutely fucking bonkers. They're also they're just they're also the exact same level of excitement as Saleya. <laughs> which is like Saleya is a literal child it's okay and then flies over and Kytriana's like Can, uh, maybe 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 the bird doesn't fly inside that is fair I won't do it again and then Artemis lands on your arm and eats the sausage I look for anywhere like any mess might have been made by Artemis and if there is one press the digitation it away oh, it's there yeah. good as new you're gonna have to potty train an <clears throat> owl <laughs> Now I press the digitation as a cantrip, and I don't think it's going to take a larger than one cubic foot poop. One would hope not, anyway. It does <laughs> Poor <pulse>. owl. <laughs> I was going to say, that's like roughly the size of its body. <laughs> it does pellets. You don't have to worry. Owls are pellet. <laughs> although, although I, I, I appreciate you that you've taken the wizarding world approach to pooping with this owl. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's a question. Are you going to tell anybody about your night, Yarkris? Mm. Does anybody care? You what can't did you do last that? night, Yarkris? You can't ask You got in late. That's true. I think Victor's the only one who saw you come in. And Victor is, is not in a mental state to be thinking about other things right now. That's true. You're you're not going to... Yeah, so... I, I've visited the... I've visited a Bahamut shrine and might have had a vision. It was strange. Was the talking out. What, what happened? Hmm. And I go through, I saw a tavern. I was there, but not there. And a friend was pregnant and drinking water. And somebody else was happy about this. And they were friends. And I have no bloody idea. 
idea, but from the architecture of what I know it was in the past, I might be a reincarnate. Or something's funky with the timelines. I don't know how any of that works. I need more coffee. Tricky. But we don't fuck with time magic. And I take a big gulp of coffee. <laughs> Yarkris is on his like third cup of coffee. Kytriana wouldn't brewed another pot. Sounds, so. uh, sounds like you'll get get along very well with the owl, uh, Yarkris. He's he's also questioning his own existence right now. <laughs> no, his existence is pretty fine. He can speak. He's got food. He's got loving family. I am very much into denial right now. Uh, be sure, sure, but 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 you can also do all of those things. You can speak. You have food, and well, we don't want you dead. And you're mostly intelligent. Wow. I wonder what would happen if I cast Awaken on Yarkris. <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> Probably nothing. That was in character. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't really Would know I how this... awake longer? <laughs> I don't really know how this spell works. When I become exhausted from being awake longer? What's... What... Why? No. So, Ivan stands up. Well, that... This has been a very, very interesting morning. Uh... I have to go to work. He, like, downs the rest of his coffee, uh, gives his wife, Katriana, a kiss, and says, okay, kids, let's go. Your brother is waiting to take you to school. So, yeah, he gets the kids ready, and they leave the dining room. So, Katriana turns to you. This has indeed been a very interesting morning. We have a talking owl in the house. Anyway, what are your plans for today? You, the lot of you. That was it for me. We are going to try to find this shop. Vittorio is sleeping in, by the way. He's an old man. He sleeps in. He's on vacation. I need to hunt down a syndicate. Well, that's not in this city. So. And show them the light of the sun. So about that shop. I can do that. Yeah, let's let's go shopping. I, I have a teapot. I, I need some teacups to go with them. Have you lost teacups? Oh, no, that's true. I just lost my ring. True. True. We... <laughs> I'm just picturing us going into the shop and being like, yes, we've lost a gemstone. Perhaps you could help us find it. Just very obnoxiously. But All yes. right. So where are we going and what are we, where are we starting? I presume Trayvok is going back, back to the alley where we were in the back door, but around the correct side of the building this time because he's polite. Well, I think that we should go towards that area and maybe just Victor walks towards the alley and see if something is there. Because, Victor, correct me if I'm wrong, you do have message, right? Yes. Okay, so, like, you go, and if you see it, you message us, and then we come. Okay. Because maybe it's like it only appears for one person. Okay, yeah, so Victor's going to go looking for a veterinary family ring. <laughs> He's going to wander that area thinking real hard about that ring that he lost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So you guys make your way back to the little alleyway in between the clothing store and the bookshop. And it looks the exact same as how you left it last night. And you send Victor down there by himself. And with Artemis. With, with Artemis, of course. <laughs> Who's like, the entire time is just like flabbergasted that he's like, you ever seen people, somebody that gets like overwhelmed in crowds because there's too many people talking? Yeah. <laughs> That's what Artemis looks like. And he's just like on Victor's shoulder, like head just going a mile a minute, looking in every which direction. Victor's doing a conversation with him. Like, you know, just, you know, yeah, everything's fine. Like, this is a city. It's safe here. Don't worry. Like, there's a lot going on, but that's what makes it exciting. A couple of people do give you weird looks because you're talking to an owl. Um, <laughs> and then like one or two people when that catch when Artemis talks back. What the fuck? Did that bird just talk? <laughs> 
I've like, seen an Eric Croker before. Eric Croker are people size. This is a small, like medium sized owl. <laughs> They're <laughs> like, still birds. Yeah. He's a cute little owl. I love him. So, Victor, as you walk down this alley, you get towards the end of it and don't see anything. Hmm. You get to the end where it branches off to the left and the right, and you see the back door hmm. of the pottery shop. Something I will say, thinking about losing the family ring also made him think about losing his brother. And he kind of midway through stops thinking about the ring and thinking about Ateus. That's so, so sad. Sad. Also, sad. I have a backup plan. If this so, work. nothing seems to appear. Hmm. He's going to chill there and circle it a little bit and then head back to the group, I guess. All right. When Victor gets back to the group, I would like, well, Trayvok yeah. would like to that. Uh, maybe it has to be something that's actually lost, uh, like like you know, not through like spell consumption or something. So what if we took our newly awakened friend uh, and had him do his job, and maybe uh, steal something like a ring or whatever from someone, and then we can set ourselves up, uh, just like the guy in the tavern, like hey, you know, we've heard there's a place, and then send them down and see what happens. Hmm. I'm an idea. Jane Travok, that's really smart. That's a good idea. When did you get smart? Trayvok just looks indignant and is like, look, us non-magical I'm just kidding, bud. Come on. One of these days, Soleil is going to get a face full of hammer. I mean, he's welcome to try. All right, what are you doing? I mean, I don't have an owl, so I, 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 I can only suggest that. Mm. I'm going to pull a risky maneuver here because Victor at this point isn't wanting to commit theft. So he's going to open up his satchel because you know that he has one. DM, you're going to have to decide what this is. Hey, Artemis. Take something out of this bag. Don't let me see what you grab. Fly it a pretty good distance away. Drop it and come back here, if you don't mind. All right. Make sure you drop it from high enough that even you don't know where it lands. Yeah, I don't want you to know We're where it lands. All right, go ahead. Open up whatever. Open up your inventory. Yep. And then however many items you have in there, roll like the closest D, the closest dice number you have. And we'll just decide it that way. Okay. And I'm assuming we'll leave out things like a mandolin that a bird is not capable of carrying. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Anything that's yeah. like bird, easily bird handled. Okay. This is more of an emotional thing, but still shitty. Uh, Victor's pan oh. flute. Oh, no. Rip. Good thing we're going to get it back. Hopefully. All right. So you see Artemis like, hey, and he like pokes he like shoves his whole head into your bag and then mm -hmm. like you feel him like rustling around and then he grabs your pan flute and then puts it in his talons and goes and he flies off somewhere you guys wait for like a solid 20 minutes he's <laughs> like for, to, for <laughs> a hot enough second for a hot enough second where you're like oh fuck did i lose the is he gone <laughs> is he coming back oh man i lost my owl <laughs> damn it all right. Like he took it, like he took your pan flute back to like Everestia. Yes. <laughs> Actually, I could solve my whole problem right there. Nope, because he's charmed for thirty days. I'm not gonna do that. I like Artemis. Me our friend. Me our friend. At the end of thirty so, days, he gets to make a decision as to whether or not he wants to stay. <clears throat> all right. So, twenty minutes goes by, and then Artemis, you hear like the flapping of wings overhead, and you look up and you see Artemis. Coming back to, like, land back on your shoulder. Welcome back. Right. I dropped it somewhere. Thank you. And then Victor opens up his pouch to see me, what he do took. Do you want me to tell you where? <laughs> no, we want to find it. Oh. It's kind of like a game. Oh. Oh, you want to find it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Then why? I am confused. Humans he, are weird. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Only half human and can confirm. Fucking 
weird. So you are now short a pan flute. What are you doing now? I guess he's opening his bag to confirm that's what was taken. And... Yeah, you're kind of like doing like a count like, okay, that's here. That's still here. Victor makes a very brief, like, heartbroken face, but then sets back kind of stone face and goes, okay, let's go find the pan flute. At this time, Victor is also, you know, I know that this is where one person said they found the shop, but I don't think that a shop that can show up and disappear necessarily needs to only be in one place. I agree. True, but it's the only lead we have for now. True enough. Do we want to split off into pairs and walk around in pairs looking for your pan flute? Like, does it have to be our item that was lost? I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Mm. I mean, maybe not. I think we should proceed with just it's the idea of it as an item that is truly lost. So I think spreading out in pairs, even if we don't find it, keep your ears open for more information. So we might overhear something again. Yeah. That sounds good. Victor's going to go down the alley one more time, and then I guess, does anyone want to pair up with, well, I, I guess me and Art make a pair. Yeah, he's a people now. Yeah, he's people. Sure. Right, so you guys are splitting up? Yep. Yeah, because splitting the party is always the best idea, obviously. Mm -hmm. All right, mm -hmm. I will tell you guys something. Well, uh, I, that's not a that's not an absolute truth, but because um, I did, like, punish Saleya for going off by herself. I was going to say, usually in cities you'll be safe splitting up the party, Maybe not necessarily going off by yourself, but yeah, you might not want to go off by yourself. But it is, no. it is never winter in the middle of the day. Well, nobody is going off by themselves. Everybody's going off in pairs. We have the buddy system. Yeah. Okay, so who are, what's our buddy system? Me and Art. I'll go with them. Owl. If we, go if we have an odd number, I'll go. I'll go, I'll go with them if they need, if we have an odd number. Well, because you guys have seven members of your party. <clears throat> so we, so we, one yeah. person has to go by themselves. Okay. Mm. So... Artemis would be eight. Okay. All right, then. Guess that's how it's going to roll. Cool, or we Artem make a party of three. Cool. Artemis can tell you when Victor's dead. <laughs> I, I'll go with them and we'll do a party of three. Okay. So Victor, the owl, and Saleya. Who else? I'm indifferent. So it's Charlie. Who are you Who are you taking? Everybody pick a number one through four and I'm going to roll a dice. Two. Okay. Four. Octa gets one. I got three. Me and Solteria. That leaves three other people. Wait, wait, what? I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I don't think we did our math right. Well, we didn't want Victor going off on his own. No, no, yeah, no, but... Victor is Artemis, who is now a people. Yeah. Well, no. So, like, we don't have seven people. We have six. We have... Eight? Do we have eight? If you, you have seven we people. Have, we, have, uh... we have Akka, Trevok, Charlie, Soteria, Saleya, Victor, Darkrest. And, and Artemis makes eight. No. <laughs> Artemis makes eight. <laughs> so if Artemis is a people, then that's Victor and Artemis is one pair. We're not you counting Artemis as a safer possible combat role. We're not considering it's fucking, Artemis. It's, no, it's fucking, no, there's going to be three but, groups of... Listen, there's going to be three groups of two. I'm sorry, there's going to be three gr two groups of three and one group of two. So Two groups so, of two, one group of three. Math is hard. No, we'll no. Listen, there's eight people, right? With our, with the with the bird. Okay, if we with, don't count the bird, the there's bird. seven. Yes. Right. So... With seven, yeah. So it's, like, Saleya or Saleya and Victor are one group. That leaves five people. Charlie. This is that real riveting D and D. Listen, yeah, listen, yeah. listen. It's For two groups of people. two and one group of three. <laughs> yes. Okay. But if you count, yes. if you count the bird, it's two groups of three. Yes. Right. Yeah. So 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 basically, we've already done it. Congrats. We have Saleya and Victor, Soteria and Charlie. And then the other three of us, which would be Octo, Trayvok, and Yargus. Yeah. 
Yeah. Can 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 I be honest though? I think that Yarkrest or Trayvok should go with Soleya and Charlie. That way, Charlie. we're pretty squishy. I meant Soteria and Charlie. Uh, that way we have like a beefy person with us. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was because because right now right now the it's two beefy people and our archer, two mages and two and other mages. Mage. But yeah, can so I go like, with, we have can two I groups go of with, mages. Can I go with Charlie? I have no idea what we're doing. Yeah, Sounds that's good. Fine. That's fine. Okay. I, I don't even good. know what's going on right now. <laughs> okay, Yorkrest, so Charlie, sweet. and Solteri are together. Okay. Soleya and Victor and Artemis are together. And then Trayvok and Okta. Mm-hmm. Cool. I've had a very long night. I have no idea what's going on. Finding <laughs> lost things. You're good, rumors. buddy. I'll just I'll just inspire you if you need it, okay? I'll boost you up. Lost things. I've lost many things. Would you like to name a few? That sounds um, good. Why don't you think about those lost things while we just walk around, okay? You just, you really focus on them and think about them and like harmonize on those lost things. And I'll just guide you. You can just hold my hand or hold my arm and I'll just guide you while you really focus on that. I love this group so Wait, much. Can they find my mom? Your mom is dead. Not <laughs> no, my other, my real mom. Oh. She's not lost. Unless we're objectifying your mother, I don't think so. Uh, I don't know. Do you think they'd have lost innocence in there? Probably uh, not. I don't know that that's something tangible. Look, if I couldn't find a <laughs> ring that I get that I gave up, then clearly it doesn't get that fancy. <laughs> also, it's a shop, which implies bartering, and I don't think you should be bartering with innocence. That sounds yeah, more like. Cheesy. Did you lose like a scrap of paper or a like a nickel. recipe or the scarf that your mom made you? Like stuff like that. All right. You Which group her. wants to go first, and what part of the city are you searching in? Well, my group is going to stay far from the fault line, since apparently we have a, a dragonborn that wants to jump in it. So... <laughs> that was a joke. Oh, man. Well, to be honest, we'll probably stay in this, like, top right area by Nether, uh, Neverwinter University, since, like, that would be a good spot for us to run to if shit went down, since... We have family connections to it. Okay. So we'll take like the top half or like the top left half because there's only three groups. Okay. Why don't you guys give me investigation or perception checks? Cool. I'm going to do perception because that's way better. I'm going to cast 14. I'm going to cast guidance. If I had a d4, I don't know what to do with it. It's right here. Just kidding. Sometimes a 19. Don't forget your disadvantage. Havoc. 24. Yeah, I got a 14 because my other role was an 18. I got a 9. Victor, you're not with us. Oh. I like your enthusiasm, though. I thought this was his whole group. My bad. No, just just the just his first group. Okay. Okay, so... I'm okay re-rolling. <laughs> so, so, Terrio, what did you get? 19. A 19. So what part of the city are you guys looking in? Why don't you uh, like circle it for me? Yep, I'm drawing it right, right now, like that area. Okay, so you guys are taking that. Because then I, because then I assumed the other group would take this area, and then yeah. the last group would like take this area because like I don't know about this. I don't know like this last block just doesn't look like a good spot to be in. Or maybe we reconvene and we can all do that last spot <laughs> together since it looks yeah. scary. Shady. Yeah. I, I will preemptively call dibs on the graveyard sector if 
nobody else wants. But I want to search the cloak tower. Sounds good. So you guys are searching and you are looking and you're walking down every street, looking down every alley, and you can't manage to find anything that looks like a store that might have lost items at all but you do manage to find a bunch of these little like kiosks and like poor little portable little carts that are like around lunchtime are selling like bits of food and it's like ye old food truck stop okay like all around this little lake you do manage to find a cart that is selling what he's calling it's pretty much he's selling iced coffee i'm giving abby iced coffee but yeah you so you find a bunch of tasty like little food carts and one of them is selling iced coffee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Charlie would totally buy some. And then when she tastes it, and it's better than the than the bean juice that they've been given, the she then buys, juice. like, 17 of them so that she can share with everybody. 17 of them? Because Charlie doesn't know what money management is. Okay, so however many you're buying, they're, like, five copper. So multiply. Okay, I'm gonna make gold. it a round gold, or like a gold thing. So five copper. So two is a gold piece, right? Two would be a silver piece. A silver piece. Oh, and there's ten silver pieces in the gold. Yep. Great. I'm buying twenty. Oh. <laughs> I'm spending one gold. Where are you gonna carry twenty uh, cups? Uh, uh we I have the bag of holding. I'm assuming that water doesn't spill in the bag of holding. Uh, it. it okay. I don't. <laughs> So snarkily, <laughs> snarkily, I'm, I'm just going to wrap over here. top of those. <laughs> I assume that she asked you if you want a drink tray. I don't um, think those exist. I'll give you iced coffee, but I don't think I'm going to give you an ice, like a tray. And then, and then also, uh, does it have enough creamer in it? Yeah, it's pretty good. Okay, so Charlie buys one for everybody to put in the party at stake, like stashes away the rest of them for I'm gonna like actually ask if they just have like a keg of it. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I guess they could tell you like a pot of it that they have, like a small little barrel. Yeah, can I just get a barrel of iced coffee? Like that's uh, yeah. all. That's only gotta be like five gold pieces, right? Yeah. Uh, with the like, barrel and everything. Yeah, they would. It would probably be like with the barrel and everything. They would sell it to you for like five gold. Great, because I have like a thousand gold pieces that Charlie doesn't know what to do with now. So I just bought a barrel of iced coffee. Cause that, that probably has, it probably has like that seems 20, reasonable. To 30, 20 to 30 cups. Of and coffee. now I don't have to worry about coffee spilling everywhere because obviously the barrel's corked and I can just put that there in the back of holding. That's, that's and then funny. I also still buy myself one and then ask Solterio if she would like one. And then Yarkress. I love iced coffee. I am definitely taking an ice coffee. Uh, but I'm going to convince them to throw that in with my, my barrel. Yeah. Yeah. They'll, because they'll math is Yeah. Well, because I'm just very charismatic and I'm basically going to tell them that I'm going to be free advertisement for them. Okay. Sure. I'm just sitting there sipping on an iced coffee going, I want to sleep. Too bad. You didn't sleep. Drink more coffee. More coffee. All right. So that's that group. Uh, which group wants to go next? Bourbon friends will go next. Bourbon friends will go next. Okay. And you guys were searching up here, right? Yeah. The top right. I'll get back to the map. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Top right. All right. Give me your perception or investigation checks. I, I guess I'll roll for. Yeah, I got. God, I'm going to have to make fucking Artemis up. Where's my sticky notes? Nine. Fifteen. How'd I get the same on the re-roll? What in the world am I looking at? Charlie, Victor, Greyhawk. Oh. And a dick. And a penis. <laughs> and a penis. Okay. <laughs> you want to oh. give me some bardic inspiration to add to my 15? 
Uh, yeah. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Can what? I? Yeah, actually, I sure. think I should be able to. No, Victor is going to look at you with that mad look in his eyes still, and he goes, Salaya, be my eyes, for mine want to close. What, what are you We're doing? counting on you. All right, so what What did everybody roll? Oh, okay, so what? what is your inspiration? 1d10. 1d10? Fuck me, really? A two? All right, 17 <laughs> then. 17. And Victor, what did you get? A nine. I can't nine. bardic inspire myself, can I? Not other than you. I mean, you, you yeah, can, a creature other but, than you. It says. Oh, other than you. Yeah, you mm -hmm. can't inspire yourself. That would just be being cocky. Um, <laughs> Unique trait so, for Victor. He should be able to <laughs> believe yeah, his own right. hype. Oh my god! Yeah, that's so Victor. <laughs> okay, so Saleh, what did you end up getting? Seventeen. 17. So you guys don't find the shop, but as you are, you know, walking through the town and you stop somewhere for lunch and you're just like, there's like a small water fountain where you stop for lunch and you notice uh, Saleya out of the corner of your eye and you kind of do a double take. You see in one of the like higher up basins in the in the fountain, you see a pan flute. Vic, is that your flute? <laughs> Victor looks at it and is it? <laughs> Could uh, be anyone's pan flute. <laughs> you don't know what your flute looks like? I'm asking the DM. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You're going to go see if it's your flute? Victor goes to go see if it's his flute. You like step up to the fountain and you try to get a closer look. That's your pan flute. Victor picks it up and makes sure that it still has the E etched in it and then puts it back into his bag and gives mm -hmm. Artemis scratches. You found it! You won! Yeah, we won the game! Was... Yeah, we won! <laughs> you wanna play again? Oh, am I hiding something of yours? Yeah, hide something of Saleh's. Sure! I'm trying to think what I actually have that this thing could You just, take. like, Artemis, like, hops off of Victor's shoulder and then, like, goes over to your bag and just shoves his head inside. <laughs> um... Whatever item number <clears throat> six that is owl easily shaped. Two, three, four, five. Uh, it grabs a bag of my caltrops? Yep, so you, you <laughs> watch this like Artemis. You're like, yeah, sure, hide something of mine. Artemis wastes no time. He likes this. This is a game. This is fun. He pokes his head in there, grabs the first thing he can, and just like gone. Flies across the river and is gone. I guess Victor is going to wait and see. Ask Saleo what Artemis took so he can uh, message really the hope group. That doesn't come open and fall on anyone. It's <laughs> about to say, just there's gonna be rumors now of spikes falling from the sky. Cloudy, Cloudy with, with a, a chance of pain balls. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so Artemis is only gone for about 10 minutes this time. You guys finish your lunch, and Artemis comes back and says, I hit it real good this time. Cool. Good job. And Real Victor hands time. him a bit of his lunch, and he's going to cast uh, Sending... Wait, do we have anything other than Sending for communicating with the group? I forget. No, you guys have Sending Stones, but they're connected to other people. We're definitely too like far away from Message to work. Yeah, Message is only 120 feet. But you do have... Right. You have Artemis. Barb can send Message. I okay, Art. Artemis. <laughs> yeah. Artemis, go let the others know that we're looking for a bag of caltrops now, and let them know that we our team won. Okay, and he Wait. like goes off. He's I'm gonna get, I'm, as he as he goes off. Uh, I'm gonna like give him a little bit of like cracker from a ration pack. <laughs> That's not. That... Victor's been Victor giving him gives... like actually really good food. <laughs> yeah, um, Artemis just like looks down at it, looks back at Victor, looks back up at at Saleya, and then looks back over at Victor. Your food is better, and then just takes off. <laughs> It's what I got! <laughs> Firebolt. No, I'm kidding. Artemis is dead. 
<laughs> nope. Swear to God, if Artemis dies, Victor is using all the charges of Wand of Wonder on himself. Oh, God. <laughs> all right, so... Jesus. I've only had him for four sessions, but if anything yeah. were to happen to him, I would kill anybody in this fucking game and then myself. <laughs> yeah, basically. All right, going down to Trayvok and Octa. Go ahead and give me perception or investigation checks, you guys. 15 for Octa. 11 for Trayvok. Or I'm sorry, 12 for Trayvok. 12. But Trayvok will take extra care to check out the graveyard because, you know, ancestors and stuff that's important to Trayvok. Mm -hmm. Right. So this is like the more of like the, mar the market area down here. But don't like this is where you guys originally started the morning. You have a hard time finding anything that might be like a lost place or something like a place that might have lost items you can't find anything that might be a shop like that about and after after you guys eat lunch you decide to like check out the graveyard and as you are checking out the gra graveyard it it doesn't seem like there's anything special about this graveyard. It just looks like a place where people put dead bodies in the ground. You're reading some of the names and some of the years and, oh, that person lived a really long life. Oh, that person died really young. And as you're doing this, you see Artemis swoop down from above you and like land on a tombstone in front of you and like tilts his head to the side and goes, Victor says you're looking for a bag of caltrops and they won. And then he takes off again. Okay. Um, <laughs> never, never one to lose again. See, Trayvok doesn't want to lose, but is not quite sure how one wins at this game. <laughs> um, and then, and then, like, does the like Charles Xavier thing with his fingers to his to his temple, right? And it's just like caltrops, caltrops, caltrops. It's just like it's like around. one of those game shows where like you play, but you don't know what the you have to like figure out the rules are as you go. <laughs> So like um, as the, yeah. Sorry, real quick. But, but before we leave the graveyard, independent of finding the shop of lost things, is there anything important or notable about the graveyard that we see as we're looking? Uh, give me an investigation check. Oh, we're much more interested in that. Nat twenty. Nat twenty. <laughs> um, interesting enough, you do manage to find the Cloudspire family plot. Okay. And it's like it goes back a while. Like there's several graves here, and it's rather interesting. And like you, this is like yeah. But other than that. There's really nothing super interesting about the graveyard. Okay, cool. So as the day goes on and you guys continue to search after lunch and getting close to dinner time when I don't know when you guys decided you were going to meet back up, but about three hours after lunch, Charlie, Soteria, and Yarkris, you see Artemis come swooping down from the sky and like lands on Yarkris's head. <laughs> and he like leans over Yarkris's head and looks at him upside down. Hello, shiny. Victor says that you're looking for Caltrops now, and also that he won. Okay, bye. And he, like, he takes back off. Charlie yeah. is happy to know that Victor wasn't separated from a p possession for too long, as a bard herself knows how important each instrument is to them. And she will start thinking about Caltrops as she walks around. Alright, so as the day goes on, you guys realize that you're probably not going to find them in your respective areas. You meet back up towards the gate that leads into the lower city to search the last part of the city. And mm. we'll go ahead and we'll take a little bit of a break. Bird friend. <laughs> Bird friend. Artemis can talk now. I hate myself. <laughs> Thank you.
everyone, it's Joey, the DM, just here to make a few announcements. First off, myself and a couple of the other cast members are going to be at MatsuriCon this weekend in Columbus, Ohio. That is the weekend of the 12th through the 14th of August. So come on out and say hi to us. I will be giving a panel on how to play D&D, so you can come see me there. Also, for those of you who might not know, we just started a new Monster of the Week campaign, which is run by the one and only Geek. It is a great story. We had our first session on the 30th of July, and if you want to watch the full episode, you can go watch that on Geekinox's YouTube channel. We're going to be playing that on Saturdays. The time is a little wibbly-wobbly, but we are going to be eventually converting that into a podcast form so you can have it here. Once again, thank you for listening. Go give us a like on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. We hope that you enjoy the show. So tell your friends about us because word of mouth is a very powerful thing. Other than that, I don't think I have anything else to talk about. So I'll go ahead and let you get back to the show. Victor's got just the best dad jokes. Oh god, he probably learned them all from Mateus. <laughs> he got every single one of them from Mateus. Probably. <laughs> Alright, so, it's about dinner time. You guys met up outside of the gates to the sl- slums, the lower city. Yarkris has been here before. <laughs> what are we doing? We're, we're looking for caltrops and lost things. You indeed do be looking for caltrops. We noticed there's a big asshole. I All look right. for the first homeless person. It's and me. throw them into the chasm. Oh my god, Aaron. It's not hard. Almost immediately as you walk in, there's somebody just kind of like sitting against the wall. Neat. I go up to them. He like looks up at you like, what do you want? Blessings upon you and I hand him five gold. Oh, shit. <laughs> he like stares down at the gold and like looks back up at you again. What? 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 I do have one question of you. Do you know of a magic shop that only appears when you lose something? Heard rumors. Haven't seen it. Well, thank you. My good person, go eat and sleep in peace. Thank you. And may be the blessings of the Great One be upon you. He just kind of like nods, like staring down at the fucking fortune that's now in his hands. So, who wants to give me perception checks and investigation checks? I'll do a perception check. Oh. Oh, no. I I perceive that I'm not good at perception. I'm gonna roll again, but that was a nat. You're exhausted, buddy. A nat one? No, it was a nat 20. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And a dirty... I got a dirty 20 and a nat 20, so... (laughs) I got 24 again. 13. 14. Okay, so you guys spend the rest of the day searching through the last part of the city of Neverwinter. Your feet hurt. You're exhausted. You're tired. Especially Yarkris and Victor. At this point, Victor and Yarkris are like dragging their feet behind the rest of you guys. It has been a very long day. It's, it's starting to snow and it's just... Y'all are miserable and you're kind of giving up on the fact that you're going to even find this place. Who rolled the highest? I think it was me with 24. So, as you guys decide, obviously this shop doesn't want to be found you start making your way back towards the gates 
to the slums. And Charlie, you notice something out of the corner of your eye down a narrow alleyway between two what appear to be abandoned buildings. You see what appears to be the sign to a shop kind of just gently swaying in the breeze. I will pause and work together as a group, right? Yeah. I will pause and be like, well, that looks weird. What looks weird? I was going to say, I turn to see if I see what Charlie thinks is weird. What's weird? I will just start heading down the alley in true Charlie faction. I think I found it. I follow after going, what's weird? So as you go down this alleyway and you start, you get closer to the sign and like, it's dark, but as you get closer, you can kind of read the sign a little bit better. And it's this really old looking weathered sign. And in it, in weather-worn letters, you see it spells out the last place. Oh, this is the last place you look for lost things, guys. I get it. (laughs) This is the last place you'll look. I hate you, Joey. (laughs) And we found it. I dig it. That's even I dig it. (laughs) Fucking pun. (laughs) I I can't take credit for it. I got it off of a thing from DM's Guild, which I gave the link to Geek. And so we're going to have the link. Links in the description. Link is in the description. Already. To, yeah. <laughs> nice. I will go up and try the door. So you go up to the door and it has two windows on either side of it. And you, you push the door open and it pushes open and there's a little bell. It goes ding, ding, ding. And you enter into this cozy little building and you see that it is, it's a little, the windows are a little dusty and you see just stacks and stacks of like shelves on the walls and bookcases just filled with knickknacks and random items and there's a couple of tables in there there's actually like a person sitting at the table like eating a meal so and then like in the back far corner you see a spiral staircase that leads up hello you see a man behind the counter in the back of the building he he perks up as he sees you come in he's about like middle-aged probably like in his 40s or so and has like kind of like salt and pepper kind of hair that probably once used to be like brown and he leans over there at counter and he goes hello welcome to the last place where whatever you're looking for is sure to be cool do you have caltrips <laughs> we might you're welcome to look around also looking for a cloak a cloak yes a cloak a, a fancy cloak of cloakiness that happens to look like this and i pull out my book oh so he reaches down underneath his counter you mean this and he pulls out cloak ah yes that uh i have been looking for that for quite some time i don't know I don't know if this is yours. But I've still been looking for it. That's fair. But I don't think you lost it. Well, we all lose things and, and then we stumble upon other things and take ownership of them. Is that not true? It's true, but that's not what this shop is. What if the people it, who lost it are not meant to have it? As you as you were talking, I'm going to put you guys in here. You guys can uh, sort yourselves out wherever you want to be. I want to be in the corner that looks like has caltrops. Where is... Is the guy here? Yeah, he's up there. I don't have, like, a tag thing oh, for him. I will be here talking with him on okay. the edge. And mind you, I was walking around in a cloak that looked like that earlier. Same. As Charlie's talking to the shop owner, Trayvok is what he thinks is subtly uh, searching for the caltrops in, in okay. the shop. So, as you are talking to him and trying to tell this, and everybody else is kind of, like, doing their own thing, Talia... <laughs> I don't know. What is Saleya doing? Where is she at? I think just 
kind of be looking around at like, like I suppose this place is just kind of covered in like lost and forgotten knickknacks. Oh yeah, and like I, I'm uh, just kind of looking around, seeing if there's anything interesting. Yeah, and this little kind this thing, yeah, this thing right here actually rotates. It's like a bookshelf Ooh. that rotates. Um, uh, oh, I look at that shit. So anything on magic? Not quite, but as you are rotating, and as Charlie and this man is having their conversation, you start rotating through the shelves on this rotating bookcase. And when Charlie says, well, sometimes the people who lose things might not necessarily deserve to get them back or whatever it was that she said, you see suddenly a spectral head pops out of the bookshelf. I kind of started like, the fuck? <laughs> yes, but the people who lose things, it's our job to keep them until they can properly find them. Nathaniel, you're very rude. You didn't introduce yourself. Please excuse my husband. My name is Alistair Whitelock. That is my husband, Nathaniel. We run this lovely shop. And then, like, he floats the rest of the way out of the shelf and goes and, like, hovers next to the shopkeep. To a spectral head? It's a whole ghost. Oh, okay. I guess, uh, till death didn't really mean much, did it? Even death couldn't separate you guys. That's cute. Oh, yeah, chuckles a little bit at that. <laughs> we do have a very strong bond. But my husband is right. There are things in here that are waiting for their proper owner. But do you have anything that's, like, a pawn shop where you've just kind of taken possession? Because nobody ever came for it? No, they just sit here. But I have a feeling. And Nathaniel looks up at Alistair. And Alistair's, like, looks down on the cloak. I think that this might belong to you. Perhaps you rest this. That's the sense I'm getting from it. To Salea? To Salea. Me? Really? Okay. But... Okay. Can I have a look at it? Certainly. Okay. I. I... Okay. Where, where are they standing again? Up on this end? No. Over here. Where I'm standing. Oh, over there. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll take a look at it. Like, see if it looks familiar at all. Give me a history check. Oh. Hey, Charlie. You want to hit me with that guidance? <laughs> uh... No. You already rolled. Yeah, I know. Fi uh, Fifteen. I thought we know eleven. Eleven. Sorry. Eleven. Eleven. Oh. Yeah, you don't recognize it. I mean, you recognize it from, like, the description and, like, Charlie made her made her cloak look like it. But other than that, but when you when you touch it, it does seem to kind of grow warm to the touch. And then it fades. Even through my gloves? How? Not like an unbearable heat, but like a, like a warm. While this is happening. It's like, what's an unbearable heat? <laughs> Not unbearable. What's an unbearable? No, she doesn't know what unbearable heat means. While everybody, while they're doing this and everybody else is looking around, Okta, on one of the shelves that you're glancing through, you do a double take. Because you see, sitting there on the shelf, same as the day you remember it, there is an old compass. It's broken, but you kept it because your mentor had given it to you. And you had lost it during a hunt several years ago. And it's sitting there on the shelf. Wow. All right. Well, I guess I'm going to ask how much for the compass. Yarkris, really quick, uh -huh. you're over there looking through a bookcase and you're like pushing things aside. And as you're doing so, something falls off of a shelf <laughs> and you, you bend over to pick it up, put it back. And when you pick it up, you realize that this is, and you got in a little bit of trouble for losing it when you did when you were younger, but you were young and a little irresponsible, a little bit of a spitfire as a kid. It was your very first. You seriously just call him a spitfire. Yeah. It was your very first holy symbol of Bahamut. The chain still broken from when you lost it in a street fight. I made this with my own two hands. Soteria. I don't know how hard Soteria is looking through the things, but 
something on the rotating bookcase from when Saleya left it and kind of continued rotating a little bit farther after she left it catches your eye and you see coin purse embroidered with the symbol of oral on it and you recognize that as coin purse from when you were younger that you had lost on a trip to the market huh. but for real how much money is in there? yeah is the money still in there you lost it when you were really young there's maybe like a silver piece and like a couple of cop pieces of copper. It was your like little spending money that the temple let you have. Cute. Prayvok, you notice and you kinda have to like it's up on a higher shelf, which is like rather rude. <laughs> <laughs> but you like look around and you manage to find like a little stepping stool. And you pull the stepping stool around and actually as you are going to step up, the thing that caught your eye, which was a tankard with your family crest on it, starts like scooting towards the edge and you reach up to grab it just as it's about to fall and you see like <laughs> severed hand as seem to be pushing the tankard. Hand hand or spectral hand? Like a hand, like a hand hand, like a crawling hand. And it, if a hand could salute, it does that and then like scurries off. And you hear Nathaniel like, oh, that's just, that's just helper. Don't, he just tidies things and keeps things neat. So don't worry about him. Mm -hmm. Helping hand. Now I, now I have the two last place you look. Twice, twice the beer. And Victor, you're looking around trying to find anything. Perhaps maybe something of Ateus's is here or something. I don't know. You're looking for something because you're looking around and your friends are finding things. You find near the back of a bookshelf a ring and it looks very similar to your signet ring and you pick it up and for a second, for just a second, you think that maybe it's the ring that you used to awaken Artemis. It has your family crest on it but instead of a V in the center of it, there's an R. R but it looks dead on your family crest. R. And Charlie, while you are having this conversation with Nathaniel and Alistair and trying to convince them that, you know, some people lose things and maybe they were irresponsible. Uh, trying, you mean succeeding. <laughs> you see on a bookcase behind them, a mask catches your eye and it's an old masquerade mask of yours that you lost and you specifically remember this one because you wore it to a ball that you and victor went to a masquerade ball that your parents made you go to and you didn't want to and you and victor ditched it and in the process of you know running away from the ball you lost the mask pulled a fucking cinderella i put it on does it still fit well, it's behind the, the thing. God damn it. Okay, I'm gonna point at it. Nathaniel looks over his shoulder. Now that might be yours. I'm pretty sure it is. It means I'm a real princess. Oh, or so somebody named Walt told me. Well, he reaches over, he reaches over, he grabs the mask and he hands it over to you. Here you are, princess. Charlie, like, does like the, oh, like, the, like, the little, like, hee hee. <laughs> Where her like f face scrunches up and she like gets all like oh we you know you know I'm a princess I'm a princess I'll put it on because why not yeah it still fits cool I'm gonna wear it so I've worn a mask my whole fucking life <laughs> Nathaniel says well I see that you've all found something now here's the thing with our shop things that you find here are yours we can't very well ask for but. Can we request a favor? Victor if looks Trayvok curious. Just, I was going to say, Trayvok just goes, Ah, yes, I know how this goes. 
if you do this favor for us, we'll let you have the items. Simple as that. And we're not asking for you to put yourselves into an immense amount of danger. We're not going to say it won't, won't be dangerous. We're just asking for you to try. And if it is too dangerous, then that is fine. You can come back and you can have your things. We just ask that you try. All right. I like the sound of that, but then I have a request of you guys. All right. And I'm going to open the book and show them each of the vestiges mm -hmm. and let them know that we're on a destiny of God. Our destiny mm -hmm. is to find these items. Although we may have not been the original owners, we are, to my understanding, the true owners, as the cloak, for example, you see, was meant for my friend here. If you come upon any of these other items or something that could be it, is there a way that you could reach out to us so that we could see if we are the rightful owners? It literally is, is of world-saving necessity. Alistair like hovers over the book, reads through some of the pages as Nathaniel flips through them. <clears throat> I can't say that any of these have come across our shelves, Alistair. We don't really have a way of contacting you, but if it ends up in our shop and you are meant to have it, you'll find us. Uh, that's good to know? The last what place is... is a very mysterious place. It doesn't follow the rules of a normal shop. Picking up on that. Anyway, Nathaniel like pipes up. As for our favor, there is a small abandoned town, a village really, about half a day's ride from here. About 70 years ago, something terrible happened there. People say <clears throat> that to this day, it even now is haunted. As you could probably guess, we have a bit of a soft spot for unresting spirits. If you could, we would like for you to go there and see if you can't put these poor spirits to rest. Trayvok knows all about spirits. He's down. And that's that's all we want you to do. And if you can't, then that's fine too. I say we can try. We appreciate it. And once you once you do, the items are yours. We will keep them safe and sound for you back here behind the counter. Will we be able to find you in the same place when we come back? Probably. How reassuring. <laughs> I suppose it only took a day to find this place. What's a day? <laughs> I would try to look in the same spot. For some people, most of the time we're in the same place for the same people. But, like I said, I'm not even 100% sure how the shop operates. It kind of has a mind of its own. So he pulls out a map and draws you guys like a little map of how to get to this little village and hands it holds it out to whoever will take it sure what's on the map it is a map you see like there's like a little mark that shows you like it's of like where neverwinter is and then like shows you like a little drawn on map of how to get to he kind of like has you following the river and then it's like just a bit inside of the neverwinter wood on the north side of the river okay notes that down well if you guys had anything else you wanted to say did i see the bag of caltrops give me an investigation check <laughs> 21. As you guys are getting ready to like walk out, you do you manage to see a bag of caltrops. Okay. I point them out to uh Victor and Artemis and I go, ha, now I <laughs> That's a point each. That's a tie, my friend. Oh my god, I'm gonna have so much fun with this. I did not know I'd find the symbol 
I swore my oath on. Today has been an interesting day. Can we take a nap now? Your Chris is feeling so many feels. Some of us <laughs> did take naps. I have next... some inner reflection to do. With your next destination in sight and the promise of another vestige soon to be within your grasp, you start to make plans for your trip to the Neverwinter Wood. And that's where we'll go ahead and end it for tonight. You guys found the last place. Yay! Yeah. I was listing out the items we found. Was the cloak Step up. Talaya's item? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Havoc, you were like, I fucking hate you. <sighs> Look, I didn't come up with it, but I love it. And I'm going with it. It's made of wood. It has my name and Draconic on the back of it. That is an unamused Havoc. And Yarkris swore his oath of devotion on it when he was very young. It now has sentimental value. Fuck you. <laughs> it was supposed to. Everything was supposed to have a little bit of sentimental value to it. Victor is confused by his. V Victor is <clears throat> confused by his. I will give you that. Victor's confused. I'm sure that Saleh is also probably confused. I have a feeling I know what it is, but I'm obviously not sure. I like that clearly you're trying to like imply that maybe I should stop using the Ashbrook tankard and use my own. Uh, no, we're just double fisting now. <laughs> we're just double fisting now. Yeah, twice as <laughs> That's okay. I know exactly what I'm going to do with that symbol. Interesting. Mm. All, right. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining in. We'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of Inspirational Crits. My name is Joey, and I'm the DM. Our players include Abby as Charlie, Aaron as Salea, Havoc as Yarkris, Alex as Trayvok, Tiffany as Soteria, Geek as Victor, and Eddie as Okta. We'll catch you in the next one. Remember, stay weird. Out of character, I straight up thought of just like a glass full of baked beans and water, and I wanted to Ralph. Fun story. Fun story. I don't want to hear this fun story. Did you not oh, hear me say I want to say Ralph? <laughs> me, Abby, and Alex, when we went on vacation, we went to a barbecue place and they served their baked beans in teacups. I fucking Ugh. hate it. I hate baked beans. I know. No. No. Just no. I have pictures to prove it. I don't want to see them. <laughs> All of their sides were served in teacups with saucers. <laughs> I don't like it. I love it. I need uh, another. Uh, my my stomach just decided it was to up. Great, honestly.